Hello. Hello. And welcome back to the second episode of Dead Curious. Yay! <laughs> you like it. <laughs> you really like it. <laughs> uh, if you have returned, then welcome back. <laughs> this is your- I'm glad you're interested enough. <laughs> and if this is your first time, uh, we are your sister hosts. My name is Roxanne. And I'm Jessica. And uh, today we will be sharing two stories with you. Um, I will. I think it's my turn to go first, isn't it? Uh, yes, I went first last week, so you can start for Yay. us. Okay. So for everyone who is new, every week, um, Jess and I pick out each pick out a story, and uh, we tell it to each other and we comment, and you listen. Yes. <laughs> And um, for the first season, we are staying with South African stories. Yeah. And uh, for this week, we chose to talk about haunted places. Was that a decision so, uh, we made? It was, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's more of a happy accident on my side. I don't remember this conversation. But mine is a, a, a haunted place. Um, and I'm very excited to get into it. Shall I get into it? Yes, please do. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I was born ready. I don't think you're that that's that's pushing it a bit far. Just tone it down, just <laughs> tone it down, bring it in. Okay. I've been waiting for like an hour. Okay. An hour. Just, I'm just start. All right. <laughs> so the story I chose today caught my eye because I seem to have a bit of a talent for finding these um, these types of stories. It's got a little bit of true crime in it as well as ghost stuff. Although last week I focused a bit more on the true crime side, so this side is a little bit more ghosty. Now I have actually announced what my story for today is, but Jess, you have been staying away from our social media accounts to not give away the surprise. Yes. Um, But I will admit I did accidentally see it yesterday. Did you? Okay. Well, I was on Instagram going (laughs) through the stories and then before I stopped, it kind of just popped up and I was like, oh man. Okay. Well, yeah. the surprise might be ruined for you, but maybe someone out there didn't know. Although actually the title's in the title of the episode, so they would know. Okay. Never mind. So (laughs) the story I chose to do is the Kempton Park Hospital. So before I go into the haunting of the hospital, I just wanted to give a little bit of background because it is just as, if not creepier, than the haunting itself. So the Kempton Park Hospital was opened in Johannesburg 1978 and was a seven-story, 350-bed, state-of-the-art medical facility, as well as the biggest in the region. However, on Boxing Day 1996, Patients and staff left the premises and the hospital was simply abandoned without any explanation. So till this day, the hallways are crowded with unoccupied hospital beds, operating tables, incubators, filing cabinets, and even computers. 
as 10 million rand worth of medical equipment and thousands of confidential patient files were simply just left behind. And this is where you can. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to just like process. That's very bizarre. Yeah. That's quite strange. And also you'll notice that this was in 96. So it's not that long ago. Hmm. Which is kind of interesting because I did go into the records and stuff. Like I was been trying to find anything out there that explains, like from government, because this was a government hospital. So I've, mm. I've tried to find anything that could explain why it was abandoned. And I say abandoned because who leaves 10 million rand worth of medical equipment behind? Like if it was shut down, surely they would have taken the stuff? Right, and like given it to... I don't know, donated it to another hospital well, or something instead of just. So this is what I found. Huh. In 2014, the Gauteng Health MEC, Pedani Mahlangu, claimed that the hospital was underutilized. And that was the reason for it being shut down. She said, and I quote, you will be aware that there was a time when we had an oversupply of health facilities for one reason or the other. That's when the facility was closed down. But I call BS. According to a pediatrician who once worked at the hospital for 16 years, when the hospital was closed down, all the equipment was still in perfect working condition. While it's been reported that in surrounding rural areas, babies had to be cared for in cardboard boxes due to lack of incubators. And not to mention, nearby Tembisa and Evendale Hospital have been complaining of struggling with the high inflow of patients since before the Kempton Park Hospital was shut down. So this is BS, BS, and more BS. Something smells fishy, and it's not the jar of kidneys on the floor. That's not even a joke. <laughs> That's not even a joke. <laughs> like, I read up like well, one of the articles, the reporter and the crew, the reporting crew went through the hospital. There are still jars of organs in this place. Jess, they left everything behind. They took that's disgusting. Nothing. They took nothing with them, and the, and the government that's, is claiming that it's shut down. That's not shut down. That's outright abandonment. And it, it doesn't make sense that you know that it was underutilized or anything, because again, like we said earlier, they would have sold or donated the equipment to a hospital that is in need. There were reports that they they said they shut it down because it was underutilized. But then, would they would it not be cheaper to halve your staff and patient intake than it would be to just leave ten million rands worth of equipment? Definitely. And surrounding hospitals, or at least the clinics, could have benefited that they could have shuffled. I mean, this is government equipment, government owned equipment. They could have. They could have given it out. Like they could have uh, repurposed it or, or moved it. Nothing was moved. Nothing was moved out of the premises. Like they didn't hire anyone to come in and clean up. The operating tables there, Jess, still have blood on mm -hmm. them. So they operations and stuff. They didn't even clean up after themselves. They're just up and left. They stopped taking, in the articles that I read, They'd stopped taking in patients a couple weeks a couple weeks before closing, but they never announced why they weren't taking patients in. They just stopped taking mm. patients in, 
And then after Christmas, they all left. So That's so strange. It is so strange. And the fact that the staff left everything behind seems to suggest that they were in a hurry to leave or that maybe something else was going on. Conspiracy theories of note. Like, what could have happened? Like, none of the, none of the reasons that the government is giving makes any sense because they didn't save money. They can't possibly... Like, it they, they couldn't possibly have been unutilized to the point that they couldn't use it. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, mm-hmm. today the building stands dilapidated, with operating table is bloodied from the day that they were abandoned. And it's now a notorious hotspot for paranormal activity. Over the years, people who have explored the hospital have claimed to experience some of the following sudden drops in temperature, doors slamming, things falling in rooms when no one's in them, reflections of shadowy figures in windows and mirrors, which creeps me the F out. I don't even look in the mirror mm-hmm. if I go to the toilet at 2 o'clock in the morning because I'm afraid that like reflection does something different than what I'm doing. I, also- I, I used to uh, – we had um- – one of those bathroom mirrors that have a door, you know, the mm-hmm. door that opens and then you on the cabinet. get, I don't know, your toothpaste. Yeah. Cabinet, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I used to, when I brushed my teeth or did anything in the bathroom, I used to open the cabinet door so that the wind, um, the mirror is facing the shower and not my face oh, yeah. because, and again, it's because of the horror movies. I would be terrified that once I finish brushing my teeth and I like rinse <laughs> out my mouth, I'll, look back up and there'll be something behind me or like my reflection will be doing something weird. I, and I used to cover all my mirrors when I go to bed, oh, but I, I don't care I anymore. Do. I hate it when I have to go to a hotel or if, uh, when I used to house it, when I would house it and people had these big mirrors facing the bed. I don't want anything reflecting on me while I sleep. It's just a thing. I don't know. But I was watching ghost stories last night and I'll tell you about that at the okay, end cool. of our episode okay, today. Okay, cool. But just remind me about the the mirror. Okay, I will. Right. So, um, sun drops in temperature, doors slamming, things falling, reflections of shadowy figures, Ugh. disembodied voices, and probably the most disturbing babies crying. Oh, and it's not like, not okay. like one baby. Apparently, it's like when you walk the halls, it's like you can hear as if it's like one of those baby. You know, when you deliver a baby, they go to the room with all the babies in it. Uh, sorry, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, yeah. And then like you can actually hear like a bunch of babies crying and then it just sort of stops. <sighs> That's so gross. So looking into – obviously, it's a, a hospital and – I believe to some degree every hospital is a little haunted. Mm -hmm. So looking up as to possible reasons of why the haunting at this hospital is um, as intense as what it is, I found stumbled across the story of Andre Esterhazen. So Andre, or known as Dr. Andre Esterhazen, was a high school dropout who posed as a pediatrician at the Kempton Park Hospital for years. And it's said 
and he was said to have treated as many as 4,500 patients with no formal training or qualification, many of which were babies who died under his care. The story... So the stories of his victims I'm not going to go into as it is quite upsetting, and I know that the social worker side of you is going to be triggered. (laughs) I'll I'll calm us down. Okay, but um, some of the sad stories which came out from the patients in the trial against him included things like um, uh, collapsing a baby's lungs while he was trying to insert... He was trying to insert a drip because he couldn't find the vein. He overdosed an infant on suppositories. Multiple accounts of brain damage due to treatment. A four-month-old girl ended up with cerebral palsy after he did four lumbar punches on her. She was four months old. (sighs) Obviously, there was a couple of deaths and... There's there's a bunch of other things, um, but it was it was really sad, and I didn't want to. I don't. That's that I feel like would could be an episode on its own. Thanks. Yeah, that's 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 quite heavy. Yeah, it that that's quite a downer. Anyway, but thankfully in 1992 he was eventually convicted after a really bra- a really brave mother came forward um, after the passing of the daughter, and he was found he was found guilty of three counts of culpable homicide, defrauding patients, and impersonating a doctor, for which he sadly only received 18 years imprisonment. Hmm. So that dick could be walking around today. That's upsetting. Yeah. And I'm not happy about that. You're right, my social worker (laughs) is is getting (laughs) triggered. (laughs) it does sort of make sense that maybe that's why um, it's haunted by babies in particular like why you hear babies crying mm. I mean he was only found guilty of three counts and there are so many malpractice things that happened um, just going through Facebook I saw some of the parents and this is like recent like over the last three years there's parents who who are testifying and telling their stories like this one woman, her daughter's now in her twenties and she's, um, she's sort of half deaf because of, mm-hmm. and she was treated by this doctor. And she said that um, as a parent, it sucked because she kept on bringing in her daughter going, something's wrong. My daughter's sick. And he would turn around and actually like almost verbally abuse the parents and tell them that they are terrible parents. And that it's their fault. Wow. And that it's their fault that their kid has brain damage or hearing. Like it's, it's really awful. Um, this guy sounds like a real piece of work, and it was so sad looking into this stuff because, like, oh, and these people are still alive today. The the people that suffered under him are still alive today. There's so many kids that are that were sent to these homes for. Um, uh, for the special needs homes because of brain damage and stuff because of him. He was, he was, and if he still alive is, oh, I'm trying to keep this a clean show. But you know what I'm saying. You're... <laughs> well, we did warn people that our language is less than yeah. <laughs> kid-friendly at most times. He's a, he's a, oh, oh my word. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you later. I, I was trying to uh, 
trying to do something, some spoonerism stuff. Um, but I realized that <laughs> duck, that, oh, I'll tell you later. There's no way I'm saying this without swearing by accident. <laughs> that duck. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll explain to you later. Anyway, there was almost a lot of swearing. All right. Okay, anyway. So, yeah, so it's a hotspot for paranormal activities and quite a lot of um, baby cries. But there's also other things that have been going on. And a group called Triangle Paranormal Investigators went to investigate Kempton Park Hospital to see whether or not they could find something. And they did. So, in the theater room, they picked up an EVP of a woman screaming, which no one heard at the time. They only picked it up when reviewing the video. And here it is. Okay. Um, that scream, I can definitely hear that is terrifying. And this is that, this is that same video, audio enhanced. Then, while traveling through the hallways, they caught a creepy whistling of a melody none of them, none of the investigators recognized. Just excuse the language in this one. And then this is the enhanced version. One of the investigators said that he felt a presence following them. So he filmed behind them as they were traveling through the hospital. The video camera started to malfunction and caused the video to invert its color. And there were like glitches, like lines and glitches. Ooh, but, that's creepy. Yeah, but it could be explained. However, when they took still images on another camera, the same glitch appeared in the still photographs. Hmm. Some okay. Of the, some of those photos had shadowy figures in the background, and in others were orbs. Now, uh, I know, I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. Orbs. Okay. But yeah. These when these guys say orbs, they don't mean those little speckies of dust that everyone goes. It's an orb. It's 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 not an orb. Orbs don't interest me. They don't convince me. When people bring up orbs, I just go, okay, whatever. Mm. But these orbs, they're actual like like blotches of light in their photographs. And it's not like a blowout. It's like it's not that it loses detail or quality. It's like it's in the photo. Mm. It's like it looks like somebody blew a torch almost like someone blew a torch in somewhere in the room. But it's not where the flash is going off. It is. It's quite weird. It looks almost like there was a fire that was quickly put out before the flash went off. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. And it's in different places in the room. It's like in the one room, it's like there's one place where it's like it's like the, whatever is causing it. They took a, a couple of photos. It's in the same place, but it's changing shape. Hmm. So okay. when they say orbs, I'm a little bit more interested in the evidence that they're showing me because it's it's not the typical look it's flying upwards and dust doesn't fly upwards unless of course there's an upward breeze unless of course you've moved your foot unless of course it's warm and it catches an upward breeze 
unless of course you hold the camera up so down unless of course <laughs> yeah don't, don't the list could go me. on <laughs> to me with all theories i don't have time for that unless you have like a solid ball of light the size of a bowling ball in front of someone's face that would not otherwise be seen then it's not an orb and just leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so they, they caught they caught photos of orbs shadow finger fingers oh my shadow <laughs> fingers sounds like really dirty dessert <laughs> it made me think of salad fingers oh that is creepy that is creepy <laughs> Internet, do yourself a favor. If you really want to feel anxious, at go look up salad fingers if you haven't already. Yeah, just the music on its own is. is oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> what what was that that doll's name? Ugh, anyway. Anyway. Jeremy Just... Fisher. Ugh. To this day, the Kempton Park Hospital stands in limbo, decaying, as plans on the future of the hospital are as unclear as the day it was abandoned, with nothing but ghosts to keep it company. Oh. So, there are some, like, some people believe that, um, the whole thing with Esther Hazen actually might have contributed to it closing, but it's not like hospitals don't get sued all the time. So, mm. and also he was found guilty. I think it was like four years before the hospital was abandoned. So although there is a theory there, it's not a very strong one. So what creeps me out is why would a hospital just close? I'm really getting like a strong, the fact that everything was abandoned really makes me feel strongly that, that they were leaving in a hurry. And Mm -hmm. it creeps me out thinking, what could they be in such a hurry from? You don't just abandon stuff there. I feel like it's a possible cover up and I, and there's nothing I can find to give any solid evidence to that or I don't know, but it's like, it's the only logical thing. It's, and I'm not a conspiracy nut. I'm not. But what are they hiding? <laughs> Said every conspiracy nut. <laughs> <laughs> no, Touché. it's definitely really weird. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, I get how I forgot what that man. Uh, I forgot his name. Esther Hazen. Esther Hazen. I can see how people would think that Esther Hazen and his whatever he was doing would contribute to that. But at the same time, it's like you said, things like that happen, unfortunately, all the time. And that doesn't, you don't, you don't just get up and leave. You know, you don't just abandon everything because they left someone lied on their CV. Exactly. Yeah. And also one loss. In fact, in the research that I did, no one actually held the hospital accountable. They, they didn't sue the hospital. They sued him which was quite mm. surprising because he never forged documents. He never forged qualifications. He dropped out of why he's so interested in is he's actually considered mentally gifted. 
He dropped out of high uh, school when he was 10. He's got an incredibly high IQ. He dropped out of high school when he was in grade 10 and he just studied medical books and opened up his own practice. And because wow. he had his own practice, people just assumed he just he just kind of opened up a practice. They go, oh, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I, I own a practice. I'm a doctor. Like, why well, treat wow. people, whatever. So because he had his own practice for like a couple of years, the hospital just sort of went, oh, are you a doctor? You want to come work for us? And he's like, sure, whatever. So, huh. so there was – and the funniest thing was he only got 18 years and the hospital could have been sued because all the patient files are still there, if you remember. They've been abandoned. So yeah. it's not like – you can't access those files. In fact, people who were born in the hospital have actually traveled, have actually, um, it's quite, it's, it's pretty well known that you can pay the security guards off to tour the place. Like you bribe them, they'll let oh, you. Oh, wow. It's kind of an accepted <gasps> should, thing. Should we do that? Oh, absolutely. Let's do that. Road trip. We'll <laughs> road trip. Oh, yeah, there, I, I, I did read – there was so much information, but I didn't want to do what I did in the last episode, which was cover everything, everything. Mm. I wanted to focus on the hauntings. And it, I was quite pleased that I was able to find some um, audio footage to share. Yeah, that's great. I like that. The Triangle Paranormal Investigators, those guys, mm-hmm. they actually – uploaded a video to YouTube and it's the best ah. it's the best coverage I could find of the hauntings there everything else was pretty much um it was just kids on on Instagram or whatever and they will catch like oh uh, yeah they no they did catch stuff falling and like sounds but sounds of like people screaming in the background but it's just like that can easily be fabricated yeah oh it was so funny in the comments of the YouTube video this is one woman. Now, obviously, this is a, a hospital in Johannesburg, Gauteng, which is a predominantly like English and Afrikaans-speaking area. So, one of the audio, um, one of the EVPs they picked up. Um, they were they were, the investigators were asking questions like, "Are you still here? Is there no here? Were you a patient? Yeah, they they said, um, "Was a patient." And then there was a reply saying, yeah, Marek's not here. Yeah, but I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't add that in because I wasn't super convinced in it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. That's just me. I only wanted to share the stuff that I thought was compelling. Um, okay. So somebody else agreed with me. Also didn't find it compelling, but for different reasons. She said, sorry, guys. An Afrikaans-speaking ghost gives you away. What? She's <laughs> like, it's like an Afrikaans-speaking ghost gives you guys away. She's like, and there is real paranormal activity there. Okay, I went there and I heard like ba- like twenty babies crying, and then there was a comment. Um, there was a comment. excuse me, like that is the language of the area. Um, <laughs> you know, if you were an Afrikaans-speaking person, you died. Obviously, you would speak Afrikaans, but. Obviously, her comment got a lot of lashback because why can't an Afrikaans person speak Afrikaans? <laughs> anyway, but um, one of the comments, one of the the comments on her comment was hilarious. Someone said, um, "How how do you know it was twenty babies?" 
<laughs> it could have been the same one following her around. What, 20 times? No. Yeah. No, she was one of the people <laughs> who went into the baby room and heard the crying. Like, there's quite a few uh, people that heard babies cry, babies cry there. So, anyway. But that is my well, story. That that was great. I enjoyed that. Late, late, my um, story date. <laughs> but, Jesse. No, no, it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to hear. You never told me what your story is about, and yours was the secret story this week. What story yes. do you have? Uh, so I did a hotel, a haunted hotel. In... Okay. <laughs> yes, and uh, I did the Victoria Hotel, which is in Pretoria. Okay. Yeah. So the Victoria Hotel uh, was built in 1884, and it was originally called the. Hollandia. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Hollandia Hotel. And, uh, you know, the name changed like a few times over the years um, until in 1901, it was eventually named the Victoria Hotel. And uh, at the time, it was it was quite popular. It was one of those really well-known hotels. Um, it had a huge dining hall. It offered five course meals. The tables were decorated with very expensive, um, what is the word, cutlery, silver cutlery and crystal glasses. And yeah, it was like a really fancy, anything that you would imagine coming from a really, really good fancy hotel this place had. It was really popular. Um, And of course, because it was such a good hotel, it's, attracted more and more guests and it was just, it was doing yeah. really well. Um, but apparently it closed its doors in 1987 okay. and I could not find any particular reason why. Um, but yes. <laughs> um, and this, this was after it was doing really well, you know, it's not like something happened and you know there wasn't like a big fire or any accident or anything that you know caused it to need to close for an extended period of time um it just closed and then a year later a man named rohan foss bought the building and he spent thousands of rands restoring Mm. it um but again i i couldn't find anything to say what he was restoring it from. I don't know if anything happened um, or if it was just outdated and he was trying to, you know, liven it up and get That's business going again. Yeah. Um, so it, it seems like he was just trying to get back into business um, and try to update it. But he eventually sold the building again in the early 2000s to the current owner, uh, I cannot remember the person's name. Um, yeah, I lost that in my notes. So sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sure they don't mind. They um, probably don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, ever since all of this happened, the Victoria Hotel, it started to lose that old okay. world vibe that it once had. Yeah. And it wasn't as popular as back in the day. Um 
and you know the owners have said that they they would love to um restore it even more and try to get it back to mm. what it once was but uh over the years the hotel did manage to attract a few guests who uh Never really checked out, if you know what I'm getting at here. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I'm talking about ghosts. <clears throat> so, uh, an employer at the hotel whose name is Mary, uh, she said that they've had a number of guests um, stay at the hotel that have said they see a female figure on the balcony of oh, one okay. of the rooms. And uh, apparently the woman just stands on the balcony and sort of overlooks the city. Uh, she doesn't really do anything particularly interesting. But, of course, it's quite disturbing to pay for a room that uh, is occupied by some random person when they're not <laughs> supposed to be this. there. Sorry, you won't know this because um, you have your um, headphones on. <laughs> the neighbor's dog keeps on. <laughs> Oh, you talk. Yeah, no, I, oh, okay. I can't hear it. Sorry. Unfortunately, I heard, I heard what, just a what, what, what. Okay. and then no, yeah. I, I just wanted to let you know. Not that you can actually do anything about it, but if you hear it in the recording, don't don't be surprised. Yeah, no, I. I heard it like halfway through my sentence and I was like, okay, whatever. It's just. She's a not particularly interesting ghost that just sort of stands there like a weirdo, is what, is what you say. Okay. I mean, Basically, um, there's, there's. It is, definitely. Um, there's no one that said that she does anything to them in the room. It's not like they'll wake up and she's standing over their bed while they're sleeping or anything like that. Um, it, basically, they'll just see her on the balcony. It's a good, would you rather about it? Would you rather a ghost just stand and stare at you, or would you rather have a ghost do something in the room? What is scarier? <laughs> um, I think the staring. I think staring is creepier. Like I'd rather see the impressions of a ghost sitting next to me or something than just actually see an apparition staring at me not doing anything of oh, what sta- no no they're not she's, she's staring. not staring at them she's just looking at the city she's she's looking over the balcony at all the buildings and the cars and whatever's going on down below she's not staring at the Is people as far as i know no one has said anything like that okay the hotel is still open it's from okay. from what i can see it's still open um, I was looking online and they were talking about like current oh, prices okay. and stuff like that. So I'm assuming they are still open and they haven't forgotten okay, cool. to take down their website. But yeah, it seems like it's still open. Oh, okay. uh, so road trip. You said Victoria, right? <laughs> okay, cool. So then we can go yes. to the we can go to Johannesburg, go to the Kempton Park Hospital. Then we can go to Pretoria, and on the way we can go and see um, maybe Daisy Demolka's ghost. At the tap thing. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Yes. Let's but do that. Please uh, continue with uh, your story, Milady. Oh, thank you. Uh, all right. Yes. So she she doesn't appear to do anything other than just stand on the balcony and 
you know, check out what's going on below. Um, but there are quite a few other happenings okay. at this hotel. Uh, other guests, uh, other guests have reported that they hear voices of a man and woman running and laughing quite loudly uh, a man down and a the woman. corridors. Not a boy and a girl. And uh, okay. a man and a woman. No, no, it says man and woman, which running I, and that laughing is down the hall. quite okay. odd, but yeah. So I'm assuming it would sound like mm. drunk laughter. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know why a grown man and woman would be running and laughing down the corridor otherwise. But that's just okay. an assumption. Um, some of the cleaners in the hotel, the staff, have said that they can feel a man mm -hmm. tapping them on their shoulder before someone asks them to pass while they are cleaning the passage. Um, but I don't think they actually see the person. So they'll feel the tap and hear someone saying, like, excuse me or whatever. But I don't think there's oh, anyone wow. actually there. Oh, wow. Um, because no one has described what the man looks like or anything. They just say that they feel a tap and, you know, someone asks to pass. So, yeah, I don't think there's an actual physical uh, entity spirit thing. Uh, so that's that's just yeah. creepy. And it's, no. I don't feel comfortable with that. <laughs> um, but at least he's friendly I mean, enough yeah. to ask to pass very through instead well of just. Mannered. He's a very well mannered, yes. creepy ghost. And uh, the next one is she's she's a little bit of a possibly oh, sad okay. story, and this is a woman that many uh, guests see walking down the stairs. And uh, some people say that she's wearing a crown, a very beautiful crown. Um, okay. I, I don't know the significance of the crown. I couldn't find anything to say if she was a person of any importance. Yeah. But anyway, they, she's dressed very well. And she's wearing this crown. And uh, she's usually on the staircase at around 10 p.m. And uh, the reason why I say that this is sad is because apparently uh, there was a woman who committed suicide by jumping from the stairs at the entrance of the hotel. And it's believed that it is her ghost that the visitors are seeing. Um, but... The reason for the person's suicide and the identity of the woman and the ghost is not exactly clear. So it's just a speculation that they're related because mm. it happened at the stairs and this woman seen on the staircase. Mm. Um, but I can't say 100% for sure that that is what happened. It just is the most likely um, explanation. Mm. Plus, there hasn't been royalty that died there, so the crown can't mean it can't be an actual crown. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's a some symbolic thing for the ghost. That's am what I, I feel. Am I reading too much into this? <laughs> Me, I'm... I don't know. I mean, look, 
South Africa isn't really known for like kings and queens and princesses and things like that. So I'm seeing it as like a symbolic thing, or maybe she was just, maybe she was just like an eccentric person who liked to wear strange items. I don't know. If I was a ghost, I Um, would have like a hella long cape and I would like float around so that my feet are off the floor, but my cape drags behind me. I feel like I would I would probably be one of those really, really dramatic kind of ghosts or spirits or whatever. Like the one thing that frustrates me the most about this kind of research is that all the ghosts do the exact same thing. Uh-huh. Like would it kill you, <laughs> no pun intended, to be <laughs> a little bit more <laughs> unpredictable? Like this you? woman just chilling on the balcony. Do something else. Like, let me find you sitting on a chair or like brushing your teeth or something. I don't want to. It's it's so boring trying to find information and then all of the accounts or all of the encounters are exactly the same. But there are different types to- of hauntings, Jessica. And I know you know this. We've spoken about it before, not on the podcast, but personally, because that's what we do. We talk about this stuff in our life. Um, mm-hmm. But this sounds like residual hauntings. It yeah. doesn't sound like intelligent hauntings. So residual is sort of like uh, it's just a repeat of one moment in time over and over and over. So it's not necessarily the spirit of the person. It's more of like the what is left of that. It's like the residual energy of a moment, mm. which somehow got caught up or mixed up it's a stain of time, a stain on time. That's, that is freaking beautiful, Jess. Thank you. <laughs> it would have been better if I didn't mess it up the first time I said it. <laughs> anyway. I what you did. What it is, and it's going to be out there in the world forever. That's okay. Shit happens. Okay. And <laughs> I'm glad you actually brought up the residual versus intelligent hauntings because my last ghost in the story mm. seems to be a little bit more of an intelligent kind. And Ooh, okay. the last spirit is of a little boy named Alfie oh, no. who likes to irritate the kitchen staff by turning on all of the taps banging on things and just generally causing shenanigans in the kitchen. And uh, apparently he also likes to play tricks and uh, pull pranks on the staff members and guests from time to time. So yeah, we've got different, different kinds of spirits here. We, it seems that there are some residual and intelligent hauntings going on. Um, but yeah, I couldn't. Unfortunately, I couldn't find what kinds of pranks he plays on people. That would be very interesting. Um, imagine trying to explain how you got pranked by a ghost. But anyway, did you find anything on how they know it's a little boy and where Elf is? Elfie, like the name they gave him, or was there like a kid who died? Like, how I, did that boy and, and where does the name come from? I couldn't find. Um, how I couldn't find like how they they discovered he was a little boy. Um, I'm assuming they gave him the name 
because what I did read again with the woman on the staircase is that um, there aren't really any records on who these people are exactly, uh, which is something okay. else that frustrates me about these kinds of stories because like if the woman and this child were guests at the hotel, surely there should be some kind of record that these people were staying there, right? I mean, okay, it was a very long time ago, but like you should have some kind of record. You should know if someone died at your hotel, you should know if it was a guest or if it was a staff member. You said that it opened in 01, 1901, right? Uh, the hotel was built in 1884 um, mm. and it's still, it is still open but and again, it didn't say. I couldn't find anything to say when, um, when these encounters or sightings started happening. So I don't know if these spirits have been there since eighteen eighties, or if they were like somewhere in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, I I don't know that. I couldn't find that. No, I was just. I'm just always interested to see like. The, the relationship between time and haunting. Because mm. if a building's around long enough, someone's going to die in it. That's true. It's so, I mean, 100 years is a really long time to keep record of every guest that you've ever had. I mean, I does mean, it really matter now? But at the same time, you know, if there's like a haunting or a death, surely surely there would be some sort of record about it. Although I don't think people were as interested in ghosts back then as they are today. So if the hotel is as fancy as you say it was, if there were deaths, they would probably not publicize it like they would today. Mm, that is also true. Mm. I mean, today, it will be like, please give me the room that the woman was murdered in. Like, right, I would be that person. Really? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I would yeah, maybe no, stay. I would do that. I'd stay in the hotel, just not on that floor. I would. I would. If okay, I would go to the specific room if someone was willing to stay there with me. I wouldn't do it al alone. Um, oh, I'm. Oh. I'm okay with being on the same floor, but I don't want to be in the same room if I'm alone. If someone's with me, Yasha, it's fine. No. No. I can't. <laughs> All Too right, so are we gonna have to, we'll have to stay in different hotel rooms when we um, visit the Victoria Hotel. Well, but <laughs> we don't know room which death occurred on. But you see, I'm gonna go to the front and be like, "Where is the girl on the balcony? I want that room." <laughs> oh, she! I thought she was in like the foyer or something. No, does no. the room have a balcony? Yeah. Oh no, I can't do it. Sorry. I'll I'll take the room next I'll take the room next to you and then I'll watch from my balcony. I'll watch your balcony. You're gonna watch the ghost on my balcony. From my balcony, yes. Okay, alright, cool. Because I also want I also want a balcony. Alright. Do you know what? <laughs> okay, this is slightly a little bit off topic, but kind of not really, because I wanna do this. Mm. When, I'm not going to say if, when we go to this hotel, I yes. want to have multiple cameras set up so that I can see if anything happens. 
I've been wanting to do that in my room because I want to see what the cats do while I'm sleeping. But I'm also terrified I'm going to see something else because oh, yeah. I, I'm Mom's- certain my room is haunted as hell. <laughs> that room is haunted. We'll we'll cover all of that in a in a episode, another episode. But um, one hundred percent, that room's haunted or possessed. I don't know. I don't know if it's so much. A Can a room reverse. be possessed? I think, I think demons attach themselves to things as well. Oh. I don't know what you what do you call it. Sorry, I have a headache, so words are not with me at the moment. There's That's a word okay. for it. It's um. Like, I don't know. A demon? Attachment? <laughs> I don't know. Attachment. Oh, is that correct? Wait, I said maybe it sounds correct. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, back to the original question. Uh, I'm assuming Alfie is a name that they gave him uh, because no one, no one knows exactly who the people are, so... Um, I don't think that's his real name, but I'm guessing he probably has appeared as a little boy or he's probably done that like weird ghost giggle that kids do. Um, oh, ghost kids are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, this this um, employer, I forgot and I'm forgetting everyone's names today, Mary. Um Mary has said that she doesn't particularly believe in ghosts and spirits, but she doesn't, you know, completely ignore what the guests and staff are saying. Uh, Eventually, a few specialists were called into the hotel to do some investigating. And um, I, again, I couldn't find exactly what year this happened, so I don't know what kind of equipment they were using. Um, But... Mm. Like for okay, I don't think they had like EVP equipment. I think they just had those ones with like um, temperature and en- energy sensors. Um, oh yeah. So what they described was that um, these investigators went through the hotel in the dark, uh, as they do, and they had these machines that would. I think it it had either a green or a blue light that would flash when there was like a, mm. when a different energy entered the room or if there was mm. a strange energy that was yeah. there. Uh, so they went through the hotel with this with the um, whatever equipment they had, and uh, they were able to confirm that there were definitely uh, a few different types of energies that were wandering through the hotel. From 10 p.m., usually starting from 10 p.m., which is the same time that okay. the woman appears on the staircase. And uh, mm. they concluded that um, what the guests were seeing were correct. The apparitions um, that the guests were seeing are really there. And uh, I don't know how they came to this conclusion, but they had decided that. Um, from what they could see, the spirits are not aggressive towards the staff and guests in any way. Um, I don't know how this they would tell creepy. that that sounds like an assumption <laughs> to me, but I, I mean, they're not malicious. They're just creepy. <laughs> yeah. They just, you know, they just trying to play pranks on people, but whatever. 
So just trying to look at the skyline. Yeah, exactly. So uh, some some paranormal investigators were at the hotel, and there was some sort of scientific um, conclusion that there are spirits there. But uh, I don't know. It didn't seem like they had very up-to-date mm-hmm. equipment with them, so I'm assuming that investigation took place a long time ago. Um, so I would be very interested to get some EVPs and video recordings of my haunted hotel room. But anyway, so yeah, that uh, that is it for my hotel story. There are quite a few uh, different types of ghosts in there, which is quite refreshing for me. Um, mm. And they're not babies. Oh, thank goodness. No. <laughs> the next one of the next things I want to do may or may not involve a baby. So look forward to that. (laughs) Noted. And I'm going to try and pick a story that doesn't trigger you. Uh, It's okay. I will trigger trigger the the social Um, worker in you. I'll I'll just, I'll relax. If I start going on a social work thing, just go and then I'll stop. (laughs) Oh, it's it's cool. I'll I'll just edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll just share my expertise to no one. <laughs> uh, uh, Jack said that um, we are um, couch psychologists. Yeah, it's when you have no qualification, but you'll still psychoanalyze everything. Oh, um, excuse me, except I only studied and have graduated. Technically can't go to graduation because of quarantine, but um, hello, qualified, Jax, thank you very much. Um, triggered. Wow, <laughs> <Ow>, triggered. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I think that's a good marker for us to reel it in. Yes. I agree with you. <laughs> I never know how to end. How do we? <laughs> how do we end this? Why don't we just say goodbye and then that's it? Goodbye and then that's it. <laughs> Bye. No. So there we go, guys. That's another episode done and dusted by yours truly, the Strange Sisters, and from me, Roxanne. And me, Jessica. Uh, thank you so much for coming back. <laughs> and yes, and uh, keep safe. Um, I know a lot of people are in quarantine and lockdown at the moment. Um, and we look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Uh, yeah, and with that being said, we will see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You got the wrong number. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hello. Can you can you just greet me like a normal person? I like eggs. <laughs>
<laughs> keeps on burning me and telling me I have the wrong number. <laughs> okay, so uh, yes, I had a big old bowl of stir fry. Yeah. Hello. Hello. That is such a long pause. <laughs> I'm sorry because you sounded like very, very happy, <laughs> and then it stunned me a little. <laughs> Just say before I start, and then have sex, <laughs> and then. Oh, sorry, it broke up. It was really cute because it broke up, and all I heard was you laughing at your joke. <laughs> <laughs>